we are talking to one of my newest and dearest friends, Jasmine Kaimine. She is a journalist and certified spiritual counselor. Guided by her purpose, she created the conscious media platform Lali La Luna TV, seen in over 4 million homes on all streaming services. She has collaborated with outlets like Black Female Therapist and Ethel's Club, led sacred healing circles, designed a line of color healing merchandise, and cur currently provides one-on-one -on -one natal chart readings and spiritual counseling sessions. She has furthered her studies with the Holistic Arts Institute and Oak Astrology School. You guys, I am so excited to have Jasmine on this episode because we talk all things inner child healing, spiritual counseling, um, color healing, goddess activation, and she gives us a little bit about her self-love journey and some really beautiful tips and life lessons, I would say. Um, Jasmine is such a really, really cool, awesome person, and she's doing this incredible sense of self-love work that stems from getting to know parts of ourselves and tapping into ourselves in a way that I feel like a lot of us don't really have access to or understand and don't really have the tools. And she makes the self-love journey so real and natural and raw and she's so vulnerable and open with us and so confident and sexy and cool and all the things. Big, big fan. Um, so I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear this episode because I think she's someone who just has so many really thoughtful, amazing things to say and to contribute to the conversation about... Um, how we're all trying to be in full alignment with who we really are. So I hope you give this a listen and I hope you enjoy it and you learn something from it. And yeah, let's get into it. Hello, Jasmine. I am so excited to have you on this podcast. Thank you so much for lending us your wisdom for the next few minutes to an hour or however long it may be, because I've just been so fascinated with all the work that you've been doing with spiritual healing and inner child healing and the way that you've tapped into another form of self-love that I feel like is deeper, more personal, more intimate, and is really going to help us get into full alignment with who we are. So I'm just so ready. I have so many questions for you. I'm bubbling and yeah, let's get straight into it. How did you find spiritual counseling or how did spiritual counseling find you? Yes. Okay. Beautiful. Well, I will say that it was definitely, um, something that was very divinely orchestrated. I went to school for journalism and I minored in sociology and I had this like entire plan that I was going to like work on e-news and I was going to talk about like the Kardashians for the rest of my life. And I was like, that is going to fulfill me. And then, and I genuinely thought so. And then like, just, I guess through a watching how like that industry is so driven by what is physical and competition, which didn't resonate with who I was like inwardly. And then B, I was also simultaneously sort of experiencing my own spiritual awakening, you know, sort of finding the meaning of purpose. I kind of realized like, oh, I think maybe there's something bigger here that I um, need to be like feeding into the collective. And so through just like my studying of astrology, through studying like mindfulness and intentionality and eventually taking a course with like the Holistic Arts Institute for spiritual counseling. I just sort of somehow figured out but was guided to the fact that like if I have a voice and if I have a way to connect with people and to like use my, my love of words and just like human connection to pour into something bigger than myself and to empower people, not in a way that comes, because I think a lot of people, me fully ranting, but I think a lot of people who go into the world of like 
spiritual counseling, they come off as like, sort of like these false prophets that are like, I have the answers and here they yeah. are, follow me now. And the way I approach it is very much on like, I'm figuring this out and I would like to figure it out out loud alongside you. And like, if I find tools that work, I can give those to you and, and sort of have my journey out loud. So that's where I, I ended up. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Like the vibe that I get from you is it's so personal and personable and it doesn't feel like like voodoo stuff like we're using the word spiritual and that could make people feel like oh my god she's gonna like read my aura or something and like you know magic and all this stuff but it's so like it's not that at all and like the thing that keeps leaping out to me is that like it is another form of self-love and it's like you're on this journey and you've been able to tap into that and be able to do it in a way that also you put astrology into it and all of these things which is so fun and so I mean like I always felt that like what I love about astrology is it's just like a comforting way to be like oh this is why I am the way that I am it's another way to be like okay this is just comforting to know whether some of it feels right or not it's like oh good now I know right Right. so I just think that like the way that you're doing what you're doing feels very like yeah we're just gonna chat we're just gonna chat about this we're gonna do this and everything so you actually do like counseling and you offer sessions to people right so like what does that entail yeah yeah so it's something I mean a first of all just thank you so much and you're just such an embodiment of like the authenticity that I, I genuinely just want to empower people to come back to because I think like the game changer for me within my work and also just within my personal like journey was just vulnerability. And I think the reason why it may come off as personable is because I'm never like, hello, I am this one dimensional being. You know, like I I show all of my layers. I show my sensuality. I show my inner child. And I also show all of my shadow stuff because I'm like, girl, when I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. And if you sort of put up this facade that you're not, people aren't going to be able to connect to that. Right. So I think in me embracing vulnerability, especially through the pandemic was when things really shifted in terms of business. But yes, I do offer one-on-ones and sessions and it's like the most, it's just, it fuels me in such a way because I mean, people can come up and they can ask just maybe like for their chart to be read or for, you know, something intuitive. But whenever it's a session, we kind of just sit down together and we come back to like, what is the intention here? And throughout the entire session, whatever modalities we use, whether it is astrology or just like actually like counseling, like coming back to the root of everything that's going on, using chakras and everything. Um, And just most of all, the whole point of it is to come back to self-empowerment. It's never really me telling you what to do, but rather me guiding you to kind of figure it out for yourself, right? I think we are our own best counsel. Sometimes we just kind of can't get out of our heads or see past our own situations. So it's, it's a very intuitive dance that I do with the other person. There's no like set format. It's, it's something that's really like personal. And um, I have people that like come back every like two months or just like, you know, it's a one-off session and they like feel really empowered. But I think just the whole point is um, you always know what's best for you. And it's just an element of like hearing through the noise of your own fear, your own anxiety, and sort of having someone outside of you say like, hey, you're you're capable and deserving and worthy, right? So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun and very fulfilling, which is I think the whole I'm point. I sure is. So for you personally, like how would you describe your beginning journey to self-love? Oof, oh girl. And <laughs> <laughs> I will say it's a never ending one and it evolves every day. But I was blessed enough to grow up in a home where I was told 
and like shown like there is no reason to not radically love yourself. And I think I didn't really struggle with self-love until I kind of like got out into society and like did like high school, middle school and college where there were like these imposed sort of like limitations of like what you need to look like or feel like or be like in order to love yourself. And that was when like things kind of got convoluted because my right. home base was so different than that. Um, and so I think I, I, I went through every sort of like just chapter and journey when it comes to self-love, but I think like the most solid place I arrived was when I realized that like, there is no version of me that I need to become in order to give myself permission to love myself. It has to be who I am authentically to my core. And that is why I do so much inner child work and I preach it so loudly because coming back to yourself is coming back to who you were when you were a kid and didn't have, you know, um, conditioning to be like, okay, like I deserve to give myself a pat on the back now because I accomplished this thing. It was just sort of understood. So I keep her very alive. Um, <laughs> me wearing a pink robe, like she's alive and well, honey. And, and yeah, and just embracing all of my layers. I think self-love also um, trickles into how you treat yourself when you are feeling really low and depressed and like in your shadow period, right? I think it's easy to love yourself when you're feeling hot and, you know, aligned and all of those yeah. things. But like, how do you talk to yourself and how do you treat yourself when you're being met with the parts of yourself that you're not the most comfortable with? And that's a journey that I'm still on, but it's worth being intentional about for sure. Yeah. I think the inner child healing is so fascinating to me because I'll, like what you were saying, a lot of our fears and our strengths stem from the influences that we developed in our childhoods and we could yeah. be working through life without even knowing that like we have a thing about something there is a reason that i act this way in my relationships and it stems from like a suppressed memory that i probably never really made peace with so tell me more about inner child healing yes oh my gosh and i i will say that Oh my God, so much of it needs, I'm such an advocate for counseling and for therapy. Like it definitely needs to arrive at that space because we don't realize how much trauma we're acting upon. But I think outside of that, outside of genuinely doing the work and looking at the ways in which you are acting out of, you know, sadness or rejection from your childhood, it's really important to just like become who you needed. I think I've read something that was like, you know, so much of like one's purpose is sort of to create the spaces that they needed when they were a kid. And I feel like I needed someone like me, you know, like I needed someone to tell me like, it's okay to be silly and to be yeah. innocent and to be childlike and to also be sensual and sexual and to love your body out loud. Like I just needed permission to do what felt right. And so right now I just kind of like radically do what feels right. And outside of that, it's, it's, giving yourself permission to play in whatever way you define play now to, you know, just be intentional with the colors that you surround yourself with and, and just let yourself, I don't know. I feel like so much of adulthood comes back to this idea that we need to be productive in order to like earn our right to yeah. rest, honey. <laughs> I mean, child, like that was just so like, it was our birthright to be free. And so coming back to that freedom, defining it for who you are now, and also gifting yourself what your inner child needed, whether that's like the emotional nurture that you didn't receive, whether that's validating yourself or like the rejection you didn't receive, but also like if your inner child is like, hey, this like nine to five work life <laughs> is like, 
draining the life out of my veins make sure that you're you know like playing and you're climbing trees and you're like exploring life again you know I love that well that's my faith like so how do I honor my inner child while honoring like the grown-ass woman that I'm becoming like faster than I'm even capably you know in charge of like how does that work that's tea because and that's something that I talk about a lot and I'm like I'm thinking about like outlining a course for it because I feel like we can be defined by like four layers which is our inner child our sexual self our shadow self and our higher self right and so it's important to recognize that like no one part of you um you know sort of like exists louder or deserves more time and attention and nurture than the other right it's it's an element of balance it's an element of like pouring into what each needs at each time and recognizing when you're in a space where like one needs to be more at the forefront or not, right. right? And not villainizing each other, knowing that they need each other, right? Like your sexual self can't be developed if you aren't comfortable with who you are within your inner child. Your right. shadow self can't exist if it doesn't know your higher self, right? So it, it's finding the balance between all of your layers and giving each part of you what it needs. So like, if your higher self is like, babe, we need to go back to meditation. <laughs> um, and if your shadow self is like, hey girl, we need a hug and we need a good cry. It's, it's, it's finding out and, and scheduling to your own intuitive compass what each part of you needs, but not um, just not neglecting either part of you, which is a really difficult balance to find. And it's something that I'm still working on, but it's it's a dance that I do every single day. And I will just wake up. I'll do a body scan. I'll be like, hey, girl, who are we today? Like, do we need play today? Are we feeling really sexy today? Are we feeling like we're really aligned? Do we feel like we need to hibernate? just asking yourself, but it is difficult. Honestly, I think you can be a grown ass woman and a child ass. Yeah. <laughs> they can go like Yeah, they can go Yes, yes no, you can curse. <laughs> no, I love yeah. that, yeah. I mean, I guess what, what would be so scary about doing this work and especially yeah. as being a black woman or a person of color would probably just be to like, you really have to hold space for yourself in this way. Like that sounds really like the body scan thing is like an incredible idea, but that also sounds incredibly frightening. Yeah. Like to be like, really, what do you need today? Like yeah. what the schedule, like genuinely, like what do you need? Yeah. What kinds of people do you need to be surrounded by? Like what kinds of um, entertainment do you need to be investing in? You know what I mean? Anything. It's like yeah. to actually take that time and be like, okay, this is where I'm at. Is like, you know, making space for yourself and being like, I'm allowed to be soft today. I'm allowed to be alone today. I don't have to be everybody's favorite person today. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) as black women, because I think we have to work extra hard to give ourselves permission to like, just give ourselves what we need, right? There's always like something else that we need to pour into or a version of ourselves that we need to become in order to maintain. And it's important to come back to like softness with ourselves first and foremost. If we give ourselves permission to feel what we're feeling and to have that dialogue, um, then everything outside of us is gonna mirror that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a matter of breaking through conditioning that we have inherited from the outside, you know, it's, it's a lot. That's the thing. It's like, where does this come from? Where did I inherit this? And like, I guess making peace with it as you move on and you're like, but I can coexist with that. Like, it doesn't mean I have to get rid of it, but I, it's like, it's there. I know it's there. I know why it's there. You know? Exactly. Exactly. I think just, I don't know, healing comes when you look at the root of things. And then when you speak on them out loud, especially within sacred community, which I will say that like, just even knowing you has brought so much healing into my life because the way that we marry each other genuinely. And so, yeah, I think getting to the root of 
you know, why it is that we just even have an issue with nurturing our inner child, you know, why do I feel the need to be productive and where that trickles into as far as like childhood, you know, where you first to grow up a bit too quickly, having that dialogue and then finding safe space to speak it out loud, I think is like the first step for sure. Yes. So like, what do you, what is an inner child healing step? Like what, what is something that you could actually do to access that? Or a few things. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I think one thing, one thing that's like more playful and then one thing that I think is more serious, I think first and foremost, um, is just allotting like scheduled time to play. I will always, always, always say that because I think that, um, we obey our schedules to a T and if we have scheduled time to exercise or to work, um, there should also be like an element of like, I'm going to do whatever is like the most mindless and whatever is the most like just fuels me in a way that is pleasurable and does not have any sort of output, something that, so if that means watching TV or if that means, you know, going to a park, if that means coloring, girl, I'd be coloring. Yeah, that's like, what I was going to say. I'm like, I know you color a lot. <laughs> I like, not me like sitting next to my color pencils, like I color. <laughs> Um, so just like whatever that means for you, like making sure that that's a, a marked out space in your schedule yeah. um, and feeling, and if it's difficult for you to like schedule in like from seven to nine and I'm going to play, like having a dialogue with yourself as far as like, why does it feel so hard to give myself time to play yeah. and like reworking that. But as far as like emotional, oh my gosh, I think I, there's a meditation that I do a lot and it's brought me more insight than anything else, which is I just kind of sit and I bring myself to like the most state of like relaxation. I do some breath work. And then through visualization, I go into like my childhood home. Mm. I like, and I feel you really like allow your sensory to be fully activated. So like smell the smells, feel the feels, like see yourself. <laughs> no, girl, the way that I cried the first time that I did. So in the meditation, you like navigate your home and you walk to your room, oh, your oh childhood God. room you smell it, you feel it, you are like physically there, you feel the sensations. And when you see your childhood self at whatever age feels the most, you know, like hitting your core, um, just sit with them, sit with them, listen to them, hug them. And just, I think above all else, like just hear them. And it's weird because when you get into a, such a space of relaxation, your subconscious is fully at play your ego isn't the one that's sort of creating the dialogue. It's you as the kid speaking to you as the adult, and you hear things that you had no idea were still there. And I feel like I learned the most about like just how badly like the bullying that I experienced in middle school affected me and still affects me until I did something like that. And I just saw my younger self and I was like, Oh girl, so and I love you and I'm so sorry that that made you emotional but it's like that it really 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 is like that it's yeah wild. yeah I mean yeah. so what's the difference between that and like shadow work oof I mean the thing is that they can be in a try also I will say I have a like picture and display of like me as a kid like immediately in my room and I see it every single day and I think that's also just like a really beautiful way to sort of like keep them just oh, the most wow open. but yeah the difference between that and shadow work I think it's they definitely go hand in hand when it comes to that. I think um, with shadow work, there's a bit more integration and with inner child work, there's a bit more, um, there's more light to it, I would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, where they where they intersect is definitely like finding the root of like our trauma and 
A, giving ourselves permission to nurture who we were when we were too young to handle it, and then B, giving ourselves permission to integrate it in our adult selves in a way that we don't are, you know, we don't, what's the word I'm looking for, that we aren't mean to ourselves or that we don't, you know, bully ourselves for having these issues, but rather find a way to like sit with it and make amends with it. So yeah, but they definitely intersect all. That's why I'm saying every part of our, of our being needs another part of us to be nurtured. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, no. So like this year, or I guess I should yeah. say last year, I keep forgetting oh, that like we are not in 2020 anymore. So whenever I talk about it, I'm like, this year was the hardest year. Yeah, 2020 <laughs> part two. Like, how did you find all of this work that you've been doing, yeah. tapping into it in a way that really was like your home, you have nowhere else yeah. to go but be with yourself. And how did all yeah. of this come into play for you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was the best um, way to really meet myself because of the fact that when you are, when you're distracted and when you're living life distracted, you don't have the time to even hear the fact that like, oh, there's something bigger than me that's kind of happening here. And I will say that I, all of this sort of came to the forefront, the way that I really needed to work on shadow integration, the way that my inner child was like, just begging, begging to be heard and um, and it was a beautiful journey to embark on, but I will say that um, healing <laughs> is a journey that is lifelong and definitely needs its moments of rest and recovery, right? Like I feel like totally. during like the height of quarantine, I was so in it and I obviously, you know, approached it professionally as well and became a facilitator in it and it's incredible. But I think that when you're constantly on this cycle of like, there's something that I need to fix or something that I need to fix. You don't have the time to actually enjoy the version of you that you've built, right? Like I feel like if a city is constantly under construction, like you're never gonna be able to enjoy the skyline because there's always like, you know, tractors and stuff yeah. breaking it. So it's it's letting yourself have your seasons. So I feel like wow. in quarantine was really like my seasons of fixing and then I needed to right. let myself marinate a little bit and just give myself permission to enjoy life being a little bit mindless right like I think there's a balance there as well because yes. yeah I think I think also like when you're very like enthralled in the healing journey it can kind of become an excuse to not um be okay with who you are in that given moment right like oh if there's something to work on and there's a version yes. of myself that I need to become oh I'm gonna God, wait until I become this person Yes. yes yeah, we yeah, were talking exactly. about this in GC a little bit the other day, just like this idea about like being addicted to self-help, like being on yes. this wheel of like, I'm always working on myself. I'm always doing something. And then you become addicted to like hearing about the way that other people do it. I mean, in one, you know, yes. in one world, like, yes, we should always be striving to grow, but it does oh. kind of like inherently give yeah. off this vibe that like where I like I, then I can't be present right then I'm always going to yeah. be on the go I can't actually stay still because I'm working on myself you know and then yeah. right, I think there's like seasons for us to like sit in yes. it and then it's like all right I gotta go I gotta work on it you know yeah. exactly exactly I think everything is cyclical right like we see literally the seasons change outside we see the moon go different phases and we don't even just like as women or women identifying like if we have like our menstrual cycles right like we need to allow ourselves um time to rest and recover time to take action and so i think the thing the same thing should go in line with self-care or i mean not self i think you should always take care of yourself but like rather just like this healing journey because exactly like you said we don't allow ourselves 
to be present with who we are in the given moment and just like give ourselves permission to be okay with who we are in the present moment because we're so addicted to who we're like chasing to become right so just yeah. you know recognize when you're and i'm saying this like as a facilitator of like healing i'm like hey girl do it do it and like sit your ass down and like go to a bar like you know what i'm saying like live yeah. life as well right yeah. find the duality in it yeah yeah also this just reminded me of um your website or your your channel is called lali la luna and yes. I love, this is why, so this is also, obviously I love you. That's why I invited you love on this you. podcast. But another reason that I invited you is because something that you say on there is you're like, listen, like just like social media has made us distant from each other. So if we're yes. all going to be on here, then we should be on yes. here having conscious discussions that are actually yes. going to help each other and benefit each other. And that's the way that I look at social media all the time. I'm like, okay, how is this post, yes. this episode, this blog, how is this going to help someone make someone think, make someone feel less alone? Like that's what I call like using your social media powers for good. Um, Ooh, and so I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I just love the work that you're doing, that you're like asking the right questions. You're, you're, you're taking up space to do things that are helpful to people and to give tools that are helpful to people. Also, oh, tell me, of course, of course, but also since we are still talking about healing, tell me about yeah. the color healing and your t-shirts. <laughs> Well, first of all, oh, I have so much to immediately say. First of all, you uh, like you exemplify so beautifully what it means to use your your platform consciously, because even if you're talking about like that real shit, like you still package it in such a way that is positive and that doesn't drain people, mm -hmm. right? Like you, you found such a healthy medium with it, and that's exactly how I think social media will be used. I think that like we were talking about self love earlier, and I feel like I so much of just like my disdain with myself stemmed from going online and seeing people sort of like right. present like facades and, and highlight reels of their lives and me comparing like my very real experiences with what they seem to be experiencing. And so I think if this has made us, you know, sort of awkward with each other and inept with communication, like how can we use it to bring ourselves back to a place of humanity? So you're doing an excellent job at it. And you know, and that doesn't mean that you also like can't post like an ass pic too, like go off, right? We love but, that yeah. too. Yes. But what we we're not it. trying to do is like create a space that's like, this is one side of me and it's the perfect side of me. And like, you better get on it or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want to show that one side because it, like you said, it distances us from each other and alienates exactly. us if we do. So we can show exactly. it all. We can be, we can be, you know, we can do it all. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. It's um, it's it's honoring all of those, but yes. Yeah, so, and in terms of color healing, thank you for bringing that up. I do have a line of color healing too. Yes. yes, and color healing is something that I've always been fascinated with. It's like it's an ancient healing modality. They've used it since like the times of ancient Egypt, literally. Um, like they would create pyramids that like inside like were painted with like some sort of like um herbs or things that they would find. Like they would paint it completely red. And like that's where you would go if you were experiencing some sort of like transition within like your womanhood. And there was such intentionality with the way that they worked with the elements and with earth and what shows up naturally in earth and elements is color. So color. Um, and it's I just it's one of the ways that I feel the closest just to what I define God to be. It's just like being really intentional with colors, right? And they all have meaning, they all have purpose. And if you imbue them in the, your environment and in the way that you adorn yourself, there's such an intentionality and such a connection that happens there. So yeah, I, I work with colors on the daily. If like, I'm feeling like 
I need to amp up the way that I'm feeling, you know, in terms of like my own confidence, I'll work with yellow and color healing can pour into like the foods that you eat, the makeup that you wear, the clothes that you wear and just old. And also there's like color therapy. Like you can go to a therapist and they'll give you like lasers and everything in different parts what? of your body. Yeah. It's like super tricked out. So I just like, even with inner child healing, like I approach things, I'm like, here's a digestible way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go like go to therapy, go to right, color right. therapy. But like, this is a beautiful way to do it. That is like easy. And just, I think it, it makes you a bit more present. I think outside of like vulnerability. Exactly. I think making things ritualistic, making things intentional, being vulnerable and being present are like the secrets to peace. Cause I'm never really chasing happiness. I'm always just chasing like peace and like neutrality with where I'm at now. And so I think, yeah, just working with that. And especially with color healing, you have to be intentional. You have to be present it just brings you to such a state of like grounding with self. So I love it. And I would recommend anyone try it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, well, every time I see those shirts, I'm like, yeah. how do I know which one I'm, I should get? Right. <laughs> I know I get that all people will DM and be like, okay, which one I, I will say a, if there's like one that just intuitively pops out to you, like just follow that. But also like, it depends on like, what are you working on right now? Like, right. if you're working on, you know, speaking up more, if you're working on your connection to the divine, if you're working on grounding, if you're working on like creative manifesting energy, those are all different, you know, things, whether you want to amplify it or you want to like work on it more because you're really disconnected from it. You know, it's, it's a conversation to have, but I will say a good intro color is always green. It's always like the introduction color that they use in color therapy. Um, Cause it's like the most abundant in nature and it's like the most calming, which is connected to the heart chakra. And I mean, we can always use more love, honey. <laughs> I love that. I freaking love that. Um, okay. Also, I, I, I know we could talk about this forever, Come but on. I would love like a little intro into goddess activation work <laughs> oh, <I laughs> for the people who don't know. <laughs> Girl, not this. I, yeah, I could talk about this, but I'll definitely give you, we'll do summation, but like, yeah. So I, I host, um, uh, goddess activation workshops for a couple of different outlets, but like goddess council, of course, is my favorite outlet to host it for. And I work with a few different goddesses. I work with goddess Yamaya, goddess Hathor. And one day, I kid you not. One day I was doing breath work on the beach and I was like calling in goddess Hathor and like, I just had the most like out of body experience where I just immediately sort of like hurt her. And for those who don't know, goddess Hathor is um, an ancient Egyptian goddess. She like stems all the way from like just hieroglyphics and there's a ton of stories about her. And I was just sort of like downloaded with this knowing that like the goddesses that came before us, we are them in modern times. And in a lot of different ways, we aren't adorning ourselves. We aren't seeing ourselves we aren't acting within what it means to be empowered, right? We're all goddesses in whichever way you identify gender wise, but it's one thing to be a goddess and it's one thing to be an activated goddess. And that means feeling empowered within your voice, within your you know, creation, within your artistry and ultimately just who you are. And it's not something that you need to become, but rather something you need to like allow yourself to encompass. And it obviously sounds very convoluted when like I say it in those terms. So definitely if you can like come to a workshop, but um, it's just, it's, it's the activation of the fact that we have a divine masculine and we have a divine feminine and we're much more comfortable in our divine masculine because it's the going and it's the creating and it's the doing and allowing ourselves to be more receptive to just 
bask in our own like magic, which is the divine feminine. It takes more work, but it's so, so, so worth it. And I commit to it every day for sure. You're just like so fucking cool. You're just so cool. And you're just like working on yourself in all of these avenues. And it makes it fun, right? Like you're playing, you're you're having those deep conversations with yourself, you're adorning yourself, like, and you're being really, really present. So I just I appreciate you so much and the wisdom that you're giving to us today. And my final question before we go is just give us a little piece of advice, if you will. about ways in which we can start our path or continue our path of being in full alignment with ourselves oh my gosh well first of all thank you so (laughs) much my queen I'm only a mirror of your magic and I will say that exactly what you mentioned is exactly what I would advise in terms of like making it fun you know it's never going to be easy to to be met with your own shit to be met in the ways in which you have been playing into your own suffering conditioning, all of that, you know, childhood stuff. It's, there's no way that that's going to be in any way easy, but if you can approach it in a way that is fun, if you give yourself the space to play, if you give yourself the space to play with colors and to find sacred community and know that like, Hey, I'm going through this, but maybe you are too. And maybe we can find some solace in knowing that like it exists outside of my mind. There's something that's so beautiful to be born through that. And I think ultimately to live a life that is the most aligned is to live a life that is the most authentic. So just like come back to who you are fundamentally and what that person wants and be vulnerable about it. Like if you're like, hey, listen, I've been following this path that's kind of been spread out for me, but there's some place else that I want to go. <clears throat> Girl, speak it out loud, <laughs> say it out loud and, and do it, right? Be authentic. Don't feel like you need to put up a version of yourself that is more digestible for others. You know, shake the table, baby. Like show up as you. And I promise you that's the most freeing thing. And lastly, I would say um, what really anchored me in my alignment was the fact that I mentioned this, like I stopped chasing happiness. I feel like when we allow ourselves to think that like the only good life we can live is a life where we are solely happy and we are demonizing every other emotion that we're like inevitably going to experience that deepens us as human beings, right? Like grief, sadness, anxiety, exuberance, all of that colors in the lines of like what it means to be human. So just chase what it means to just be at peace with whatever happens, to have an anchored self and that anchored self be authentic and true and honor all of your layers. There's no part of you that doesn't deserve as much love as another part of you. Fiend. And that's a word. (laughs) and that's the word that's what she said Uh, thank you so much (laughs) I love you so much I'm so grateful thank you for coming into this space thank you for giving us all of your wisdom and your love and your light and and your goddessness and everything and I I really really do appreciate this I um, would literally die for you I I think that you are just one of those people I should have met a very, very, very long time ago, but I'm glad at least did it now. We, <laughs> like, we're I, meeting like, a I more evolved like place in our lives. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and thank God. And thank God. And thank God. Yeah. But like, I adore you, and I'm I'm so 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 grateful that I was here. And I also hope that I made sense. It's also Mercury in retrograde right now, so my oh, words yeah. have been flowing the way they did for you. I feel the same but way. Like we'll hear it on the playback. <laughs> <laughs>
I love I you too. I love you too. Thank you so, so much. And everyone who's listening, thank you for listening and see you again soon. Bye.